checkpoint called Lisa Owen TNA. The car's in reverse when it comes to Auckland Transport's controversial parking plans. Following public feedback, it's released the room to move strategy, which will drive decisions on how parking is managed in the super city. It's ditched plans to charge for park and ride spots and is slowing down moves to repurpose off-street parking. Well, joining us now is Auckland Transport Head of Integrated Network Planning, Andrew McGill. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Lisa. Good to be with you. Let's start with the park and rides. So what's the plan with them? Well, we uh, heard a lot of feedback from Aucklanders on our proposal and what we decided to do was listen to their suggestions and we've changed our policy. And the new plan is to charge users who park and don't ride, which means that uh, we're going to hopefully discourage people from doing that and free up spaces for commuters. And also what we heard from Aucklanders was they want to be able to travel and use the park and rides, not just in the early morning peak, so we're going to be introducing some spaces at each site which will be reserved and you can pre-book them to suit a time that you want to travel. And that way, hopefully, it won't just be something which is used just for the commuter peak but is available for people at other times of the day as well. How are you going to weed out the people who park up but don't get on public transport? Yeah, it's an interesting question and it's really going to come down to a technology solution. So the way it will likely work, and we're still working through the details and uh, it's still going to be a little time away off, but basically we think we will be uh, getting people to use their hop card to um, get through gates at the park and ride and then it will simply be a matter of uh, tagging on as you usually do to the bus or the train and then the system will recognise that you've taken a public transport trip and therefore won't charge you. What did Aucklanders tell you were their priorities in terms of parking and freeing up more road space for lanes? Yeah, uh, Aucklanders actually came through really strong and clear in saying that they do want to see our key roads uh, flowing freely and that... uh, we do need to prioritise movement on those key roads. So about two-thirds of Aucklanders, from what we heard, were in support of the idea of saying that um, having static 24-7 parking lanes on those key roads doesn't work and we need to have more dynamic use of the space and we do need to put in more transit lanes, more traffic lanes, more bus lanes and get people moving. So that was a key priority that came through. And people also really like the idea of having local parking management plans that respond to the needs of their own situation. So that's something that we're going to be prioritising. Andrew, on the the issue of um, creating more space for lanes to keep traffic moving and therefore getting rid of some parks, will there be roads where you, you entirely get rid of parking on either side of the road? Or are we just talking about a couple of parks, car parks along um, roadways? We're going to take a case-by-case basis and we're not, I, I can't see any road where we would completely eliminate all parking necessarily. What we will do is look at the needs of that road and those needs change at different times of the day. So it may need to be a bus lane between 7 and 9am and then it can be parking in the middle of the day and then it goes back to being a bus lane in the evening. We can also uh, look at where we need to put loading zones and mobility spaces but we've got to recognise that these roads, they're a very small number of roads, it's about 16%, they move most Aucklanders and we've got to make sure that they travel smoothly and freely and so we're going to right-size the space and change it at different times of the day to suit those needs. 
but not forget about the important purpose and needs that some people have for parking in and along our high streets and town centres too. And that might mean putting in parking at some times of the day or putting it in side streets around the high street as well. And so we're going to look on a case-by-case basis and consult with the local boards, local businesses and the community as well. So the city is divided up into different tiers, right? Um, yes. One, two, three. And and where parking is most pressured, closest to the city, and it's a scarce resource, are you going to ramp up pricing and cut the amount of time people can sit on parks? I think what we're going to do is... Uh, what we really want to do is right-size the time. So... At the moment, for instance, we have a standard loading zone time of five minutes. Now, we've heard from the freight and courier industry that five minutes doesn't work for them in a lot of places, particularly in the city centre. So it may be that we need to change that to being a 20 or 30 minute loading zone space. Okay, so that's commercial. That's commercial interest, Andrew. I'm talking about people who, you know, bring their car into the city to work and they um, park outside on a parking metre. They take their chances of getting a ticket, right? the cost of the parking, it, it, it suits them to get the ticket rather than pay the full price for the parking. Are you going to ramp up meter charges, parking charges, for inner city car parks? So Street we, parks? Yeah, so we, we are going to review parking pricing in each location, absolutely. We do have a limit, however, on what we can do with parking pricing because it's the government and not ourselves who set the parking fines. So uh, we can only charge, obviously, to a certain amount, after which we don't want to see happen is a situation where it's cheaper to get the fine because that would be incentivising illegal behaviour and then the system falls apart. But we are definitely going to be looking at what we can do in terms of pricing to incentivise the right type of use of those spaces. So you've gone exactly where I was going to go, Andrew. The central government sets what you can fine people, right? And offshore in Australia, they have massive fines. In New South Wales, you can get um, a parking ticket of a 129 bucks, and if you keep getting parking tickets, you can get demerits. Would it help you guys if central government ramped up those fines? Uh, look, it would help us. We've got to do the fines in a way which is fair, but I think that when you look at the fact that fines have not increased in New Zealand for a quarter of a century, there's something really wrong there. And we have been pushing the government to do something about this because we've got to make sure that people don't just park their car all day and then that space is not available for other people to use. It's just not fair on um, other members of the community, on your neighbours. And so we do want to see the government do something about this because it's been 25 years. Thanks so much for your time. That's Andrew McGill, and he is from Auckland Transport. He's the head of Integrated Network Planning. Um, All about parking there. I'm sure you have some reckons on that. 2101 on text. At least 79 people have drowned after a migrant boat capsized off the coast of Greece.